This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the manly, manly Warthog Man Cave in the Piney Woods of North Central Florida, God's country. In the Melon Law Studio, one of our great sponsors here, uh, official, only official law firm partner of University of Florida Gators, full service legal firm, and of course, protected by crime prevention. Check them out, cpss.net. Get a doorbell camera, get a package theft uh, security system. So you're okay with all the things you might get from the good people at uh, Crime Prevention. Shoot GTR, where I'm headed after the show to practice my concealed weapon skills. And I just had my ears set out, as my father used to say when he said, go get a haircut. That's Style Cuts, the official barber of the, well, hairstylist of the uh, Ward Scott Files. Lotro Chronicle, with whom we partner as we try to bring you some sort of information that helps you. And of course, my good friends at uh, R&R Construction, who've been in my corner for a long time, a great fellow, Lance Lunger, and um, they will take care of your specialty needs. One thing they really specialize is in fire reconstruction, and there's more of that than you might imagine. Um, the on-the-spot cleaners, great buddies. Go to take your uh, clothing needs to on-the-spot cleaners, several locations, good people. Tell them I sent you. So um, also go over to Rumble now, rumble.com. And follow us. I'm checking that every day to see how many of you are doing your homework here and doing what your professor here wants you to do in class. I want you to go over to rumble.com because YouTube censored us. So we fired YouTube and we now are sending our shows over to Rumble from which they come back to the Words God Files and are posted and all that business. And um, you need to go to rumble.com and you can put in either a Words God Files as one word or the Ward Scott Files as separate words. Um, the Ward Scott Files seems to get you a little there, a little quirk, quicker and uh, follow one or two or both of those entities. They take you to the same place. So we are trying to beat them at their own game as much as we can. Uh, it is not an easy deal. Um, and Dawn is on the show right now. That's She is the proprietor of On the Spot Cleaners, great supporter, great people. So, uh, and Ray Stern loves, of course, the a warthog, as do I. Uh, don't pet him. Shall we pet him? Don't pet him. Don't pet him, for crying out loud. And uh, we, we think there's an F-bomb in there, but we don't listen closely enough to know and don't want to know, really. So uh, there you have it. So please follow us. Plantation Mark is, he's beginning to feel a cold snap. You know, he's the original man. He grows food. He cuts timber. He also is one of the most informed people I know uh, about what's going on in the world politics and news. And he's a tremendous supporter of this show. 
Uh, we appreciate people who donate to the show. They're kind of unsung, quiet supporters. You may be one, too, uh, if you'd like to be in the background. We certainly appreciate it. It helps us. Uh, Rumble costs us a little more to deal with them, so uh, that's increased our production costs. And, of course, we are also – and Jackie's here, too, a longtime friend um, who lives over in Ponte Vedra. And so uh, now that's, that's – uh, we've got some loyal people here, top fans, and uh, I know there are many more who watch that you don't know are watching. I've learned that. I've heard tell that there might be a, a whole room full of liberals from time to time who are watching and don't want anybody to know it. So, and somebody asked me, well, why would they watch it? I said, well, they want to know what the enemy's doing, I guess. Although I'm not about liberal or conservative, but I'm about common sense uh, situations that live up to the scrutiny of critical thinking. I don't think in those terms if I could find a common sense liberal, and I guess the liberals like to say, well, I'm not a progressive. There's a difference between a liberal and a progressive. There's all this hair splitting that's going on. But nevertheless, they cave to the party lines, and we'll talk about that in a little bit during the show. So um, we have uh, got some local things. I always like to start out with the local things um, that have um, – um, come our way. And I, I slipped up. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. In the tradition of my good buddy, Lee Pinkinson, who was for many term county commissioner here, who actually got very little done because he was outnumbered by the Democrats. And he was he, he, he was a member of the Democratic Party, but he really was a Republican. And he got away with it. He's, he's about the only guy I know who's gotten away with it recently, who's really uh, under the tent and is not one of them. Uh, but nevertheless, because um, he was there, he really was outnumbered. But he did get one big thing done, and I was glad to help him with that, and that was get the fairgrounds moved out toward Newberry. Tremendously important. That's where it should have been all along, and that's where it is now. It's a wonderful facility. IFAS is located there, too, their office out there. But uh, um, uh, I apologize, I apologize, I apologize for forgetting about the fact that a boy named Lauren, who is the mayor and who's been in public office here way too long, put a message out on, are you ready for this? Of course, now it's come and gone. He put the message out on October the 10th. And I believe today is October the 14th, so it was four days ago when we would have had what was traditionally known as Columbus Day. Well, Columbus Day, according to now Mayor Poe, he never, grant you, I don't think he ever asked anybody. Uh, this is the way these uh, politicians work quite often. They just decree it from an imperial high command. And he just de decreed it was no longer Columbus Day. And it was Indigenous People Day. Now, I guess if you go back far enough, it could be Dinosaur Day. Because before people, there were dinosaurs, weren't there? I mean, can we, how, where do you stop? Where do you stop? I, I guess before dinosaurs, there could be, Glacier Ice Day. But let's just go back and stop at Dinosaur Day. 
You see what I'm saying? I mean, this is a movement of the needle that is done for strange reasons. I'll just leave it at that. But this has caused our boy named Lauren, how low can you go, bow tie Poe, to issue, to have issued. Uh, this is the present per- perfect tense, have issued, uh, which means it was issued in the past and is still issued today. That is, is that's what the present perfect tense does, have issued. Well, this is the message from Mayor Hollow Can You Go Bowtie Poe. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I'm going to let you hear it now, and I'm going to talk about it. Quote, today, and that would have been normally Columbus Day, but by imperial decree in the city of Gainesville and other, other liberal cities as well, I suppose, if I remember right, it's become Indigenous People Day. Today, get this, we acknowledge the crimes and atrocities inflicted on our Indigenous peoples. That word's misspelled, by the way. Over the past 400 years. Now, I got to stop. I got to stop with that sentence because there are a couple other sentences that are also in this message. Now, students, if you ever write anything like this, don't claim I was ever your professor, okay? Today, we, who's the we? Who's the we? I don't know. Well, who's speaking for the we? We know that these guys are elected to the city commission by at most 15% of the vote. So let's just assume that how low can you go? Otapo was elected by 15% of the general population of eligible voters. in the city of Gainesville. Yet, it's a royal decree we. So today we acknowledge, I don't know what you do if you acknowledge. I mean, it's one of those verbs which is an abstract kind of description of a behavior. It's not a, you know, it's not a very strong verb. If you say he stumbled, that verb stumbled is more precise than if he walked, because walking doesn't describe as precisely the gait of the walk as a stumble does. So the verbs are the most powerful part of the English sentence, because there's so many different ways to describe the same action. And they can range from very specific actions to very general abstract actions like acknowledge. Well, if you acknowledge, what do you actually do? Now, how do you acknowledge? Do you? Well, I guess I acknowledge it when I do the naked rain dance. When I do the naked rain dance, which invariably brings a deluge from the heavens of water, I am acknowledging acknowledging with an action. Am I not? The power of the Indian shamans. 
and their relationship with the spirits of nature. You've seen me do it. I do it out of, it brings rain constantly. That is an acknowledgement. So am I to do, I'm trying to figure out what, how low can you go, Bowtie Poe wants me to do. Uh, uh, oh, am I to go out and do the naked rain dance to acknowledge the crimes and atrocities? I don't do the naked rain dance to acknowledge crimes and atrocities. I do the naked rain dance out of respect for the power of the communication between the shaman and the pagan gods. I'll admit to you, it's not a Christian action. It is a hunting and gathering multi-deity. There were multi-deities in the hunting and gathering tribes, you understand. There was a god in the sky. There was a god. In, it was very much structured like the Greeks. And there was no linear concept of time. The linear concept of time only occurs with Christianity. So crimes and atrocities, I don't do the naked rain dance for crimes and atrocities. I don't know what we're talking about. A crime is where there is a law on the books. And what, you know, what is a crime in one neighborhood is not a crime in another neighborhood. Robin Hood's a perfectly good example. Robin Hood robbed from the rich to give to the poor. So the story goes. So when Robin Hood robbed from the rich, the rich considered it a crime. But when Robin Hood gave what he took from the rich to the poor, the poor considered it a great deed of good deed by Robin Hood. You get you understand what we're saying here? So now, looking back 400 years from his lofty imperial perch, how low can you go? A boat type Poe has decreed crimes and atrocities inflicted on our indigenous peoples. Our, let me get that again. That's a possessive pronoun. Our, our, don't you mean, see, there's a conflict here. He's protesting in one part of this sentence. Are you with me? Only the A students will follow me on this. If you're following me, you're an A student. Only if you say our people, that in itself is as a crime because you're saying you possess these people. And what you're doing is you're protesting the possession of the people. Now, Bowtie Poe's not smart enough to pick this up. You see the conflict in his double, you see his conflict in his brain here? He doesn't know what he said. If he says our people, he means we possess them. But what he's complaining about is the way we possess them. This is the typical kind of crap I have to put up with out of people who are inferior thinkers. Then he followed, it followed he, he creates a little syllogism, which is not true. Then he says, we must claim responsibility for our past in order to heal as a nation. 
Where do you get that from? The past is the past. The only way it injures the present is if you keep bringing it up. That's the only way it injures the present, if you keep bringing it up. So here is another, are you with me, A students? Here is another, he's not even aware of these contradictions. He doesn't even know he's making them. But, a, you know, somebody smart sees it instantly. So we must claim responsibility for our past. Our past. Now he's assuming that there are no indigenous people in the audience. So he has an audience in mind. And he assumes them to be similar to him in genetic material. I don't know. Maybe it's so. But you got to do this to heal as a nation. I would argue, keep doing this and you will injure the nation. And then he says, and as a city, now I got to thinking about this. I'm sorry, I think. And as long as I can keep two, two cells moving, I guess I'll, I'm cursed to keep doing it. How many, because he's going to mention a particular Indian tribe. He's going to mention, and they're defunct now, Temuqua. He's going to mention a tribe known as Temuqua. He says, in order to heal as a nation, as a city, we must also celebrate the people and culture, especially of our Temuqua forebears. Temuqua had nothing to do with the previous generations inhabiting Gainesville that I can find. Now, I haven't looked high and low. I haven't turned every rock over. But do you know anybody in this community? If you do, please let me know. I'm interested. Do you know anybody in this community who is a descendant of a Temuqua tribe? Let me take a sip of coffee for what you think about that. Now, those of you who are over here chatting away about all these abstract things, about the national government and all that, and uh, this and that, congressional this and that, what I'm doing right now is what it is really about. This is what it's really about. Critical thinking, taking a look, and coming to some sensible conclusions. Now, I admit, I apologize, I didn't address this on Indigenous People Day. But he thinks here in this community, our Temuqua forebears, I don't know of any. Now, did Temuqua occupy this area? Yes, and so did the Utina. The Utina were the enemies of the Temuqua. Oh, you think all these tribes got along and they were hunky-dory people and they were somehow sacrosanct and different from us and that only evil people were uh, the Europeans who came along and 
uh, battled them. No, Utina over near Jacksonville and the Tamuqua were enemies. They didn't get near each other. Are you saying, Mr. Poe, that crimes and atrocities exist for our group, that is, European colony descendants, but don't exist for the indigenous people groups? Is that what you're trying to convince me of? I wish how low could you go, Bowtie Poe, were in a forum with me debating me. I don't even remember the guy at Santa Fe College. Evidently, he was out there when I was there. I don't remember him as having any, making any intellectual impression at all on the institution. And I can see why. I mean, you can't get, you can't let an act, you can't be, or shouldn't be, a first-rate mind spouting stuff like this. This should never happen. This should never happen. This is why I conduct this as a classroom. This is a classroom. You're the students. You know, I'll tell you something that I've never told you before. When I was 10 years old, I came in second in the nation in the Lone Ranger contest. Okay. I get this. The Lone Ranger, first of all, I used to read comic books all the time as a kid. I read Red Rider. I read Lone Ranger. And then Lone Ranger got on the radio. Before television, I listened to the Lone Ranger on the radio. And then the Lone Ranger came along and was on TV, Clayton Moore. Jay Silver here. And it's sponsored by Cheerios. And I ate Cheerios all the time. I don't know whether it was because of the Lone Ranger or because I like Cheerios. And every time I would eat Cheerios, my dog Tippy would sit at the breakfast nook with me and look up at me and want some Cheerios. And so I'd invariably give Tippy, his own little bowl of Cheerios. Well, along came this national, now are you with me? National contest. 25 words or less. And it should be 25 words or fewer. But they never say it that way because fewer is for that which can be counted and less is for the abstract. There's less enthusiasm, but there are fewer people. Do you get it? Okay. So 25 words or less, why do you like Cheerios? So I wrote, I like Cheerios because my dog Tippy likes Cheerios and I love my dog Tippy. Wow. Wow. One day in the mail, I can remember right now, came a brown envelope with a turn address, General Mills. Well, General Mills makes Cheerios. I ran with the envelope to my mother who had taught me to read when I was three or four years old. I could read the newspaper by the, before I ever went to kindergarten. And I said, Mom, Mom, looky here, General Mills. I excitedly opened the envelope 
And then my heart sank. In the entire nation, I had won second prize. Some kid won first prize. How dare he? And he got to be in a TV episode with Clayton Moore and Jay Silverheels. I got a complete Lone Ranger outfit. And being 10 years old, by the time it arrived in the mail, I'd outgrown it. So my point here in telling you this story, I haven't counted up the words here in how low can you go bowtie pose imperial decree, but it's not many more than 25 words. And they're lousy words. They couldn't even get his foot in the door in the contest. If I were the judge, I'd look at this and I'd say, this is BS. This guy doesn't give a damn about Kamukwa Indians. He doesn't even know any. He doesn't care. He's using the Tamukwa Indians for political stance. Furthermore, his conclusion to his little sentence here is that the Kamukwa forebears have the contribution, contribution they have made to who we are as a community. Can you go around and find? I challenge you. I see a couple of people on here are pillars of the community in, in Gainesville. Go around and find me, please. The contributions that the Tamuqua Indians have made to who we are as a community. Now, here's what he could have done. Here's what I would have done. What did the Tamuqua Indians do primarily as their essential economy, which defines their relationship to the land. And I, I, I challenge you to find any evidence of it in this community. They were practicing agriculture. Agriculture that Temuqua Indians were known for agriculture. Go find me agriculture as a value that this city commission values in this community. Find it for me. And what I've just done for you is what you should be able to do for yourself. You should be able to go through language and find the stupidity in it because it's all over the place. This is coming out of a guy who's the mayor of this community. He furthermore says, be sure to join us for these upcoming events. 5 p.m. that night, they were going to have an Indigenous People's Day ceremony. Well, might have been fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not against that. I mean, all for it. I mean, what are you going to celebrate? Are you going to celebrate the agriculture? I just find these things to be kind of stupid. But they're everywhere. 
And it's kind of an easy litmus test for who's a bad politician or a BSing politician. How low can you go? Bowtie Poe is absolutely convinced that any word that comes out of his mouth is the wisest thing you could possibly hear. He doesn't want his opinions evaluated. He listens to those who think like him. I don't remember the guys of presence at the college. I wouldn't send any of my students to him. He was in a high school program, so I couldn't anyway. But I wouldn't send anybody to study with him. One of the things I was always aware of, the very best teachers in the college, their children were sent to whom they considered to be the very best teachers in the college, their colleagues. So every time I found on my role, one of my colleagues' children, I understood that I was respected by that colleague. And I understood that that parent had loaned his or her child to me in trust to help them learn to be really bright Take a break on the Ward Scott Files. Be right back. Stay tuned. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. Warthog. He's gonna come up the steps. Here he comes. 
Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. All right, thanks to Lewis Oil, my good friend Wendell Lewis, um, in the business since 1962 uh, for sponsoring the weather now. I tell you, enjoy it while you can because we've got a nice, delightful kind of uh, weather report here today in our area anyway. But next week, you may get a chance to actually burn a fire in your fireplace or your outdoor fire pit because I hear tell we're going to get what is commonly referred to as a cold snap. And it'll be down in the 40s. So if you've had your little swimming pool days, you don't have a cover for it. Well, there you go. You better be a polar bear when you get in it because it's going to be losing BTUs like crazy. So that really is where we're headed. Is that's the big story. Go to the game on Saturday night if you do those sort of things and enjoy um, the Tom Petty atmosphere, um, all that business, and um, the spirited competition among the young people in their violent display of manhood. And then uh, have your popcorn and your sauce and whatever it is you do and get ready to put on your winter clothes, perhaps, at least put on a jacket uh, next week. Other than that, we've got a pretty good air quality, which is fair right now. According to AccuWeather, we got no precipitation. Had a little bit yesterday. Uh, humidity, of course, here in our area is still right at 90%. No wind to speak of. Uh, it's a very pleasant uh, sort of 71 outside the uh, Manly Warthog Man Cave right now. And we went down into the 60s. So the grass is really starting. You probably have mowed for the last time you're going to need to mow, maybe one more time, and then you can put that lawnmower away. And uh, uh, that, that may be uh, a welcome sight because the price of gas and particularly the price of diesel, those of us who run the diesel tractors, uh, I'm telling you, buddy, I, I was in a uh, yesterday in a, in a, in a store here, a, a market, supermarket, you know, I won't name it, but I uh, was getting some, uh, some uh, food and um, there was a man standing next to me. And of course, the conversation, I didn't know him, fell immediately to the price of food. And it's just starting to stress people out. They don't think it's going to stop. They don't think it's even begun to reach the top. They got, they're getting squeezed. I've talked to the restaurateurs. Um, they are really in a rock and hard place. Uh, you're going to see the prices of the entrees on your menus and your restaurants going up, up and up. And I, you know, I don't know where it all is. I suppose there's a lot of people with a lot of extra money and they, they won't feel the crunch. But down at the bottom, um, they'll be really, you know, trying to make ends meet. And one way or the other, those with the money more than they need, you can bet that the government is going to redirect that money over to those who need it more than you do, even though you yourself might have made it. Okay, get ready. Get ready. Well, well, well. I've got to give you an update now on the Drotos Riles versus Boss Hart. Uh, it's not much of a blimp on the radar screen, but yet it is. It's a pretty significant indication 
that things are entering another phase. And I'm looking at my people participating here on the a local show. Uh, this it will be something you might be interested in. And of course, if you see me later, I don't ever repeat the show. Uh, so this is your shot at it. But filed on uh, October 13th, and this is October 14th at uh, 10, 13 and 20 seconds a.m., in the Circuit Court of the Eighth Judicial Circuit uh, in the state of Florida versus Daniel James Drotos and Michael Stephen Riles, the defendants, in the case number 01-2021-CF, the long number, which is in the felony division, which is a criminal case, okay, there has been a motion. Are you ready for this? Drum roll. There has been a motion for at long last, a release of evidence. Now, what if you're a court observer in a felony case, you don't release evidence generally unless the felony case is going away. I'll just put that out on the table. But let's imagine that you had gone on that particular day and this day was March 19th, 2021. Let's imagine you had gone down to the office of Colliers International quite innocently and had um, um, been sitting around and all of a sudden, bang through the door comes the gendarmes, the SWAT team. And the next thing you know, they scurry you around and zip tie your hands and confiscate your stuff, your cell phones, your even your Fitbit, Fitbit watch. You can't get them back. You can't get them back. Why? They're part of a felony investigation. What? I'm not part of that. Why are you taking my stuff? Well, you're here, and we don't know. We're taking it. So now, the state of Florida, by and through the undersigned assistant state attorney, and let me just tell you who that is. That's Omar the tent maker, Omar Hechevaria. This guy's a real trip. I'll tell you that right now. I've seen him a couple times in court. He's really marking time, I think, until he retires. He never could, even after Judge Kolal repeatedly asking, never could tell the judge what a trade secret was, on which all this is based, the theft of a trade secret. So the other thing you can see in the crystal ball here is that they've run out of excuses they can't any longer produce an honest-to-God trade secret. Ergo, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing because one Omar the tent maker has asked the honorable court to release physical evidence held by the Gainesville Police Department. And this is the physical evidence that has been held since March 19, 2021, In this search 
for something that looks like never existed, trade secrets. Because Omar the tent maker still can't produce them. Let me just read through the things that were confiscated. And by the way, Gainesville Police Department has said in this document that they don't really need these items anymore because they have lifted off of these items, digitally retrieved all evidence. So they went in and just took everything off your Fitbit, took everything off your phone, took everything off your laptop. I mean, I'm glad I wasn't sitting in there and then took the phone. I mean, I, you know, come on. So they're giving back now. And what is the date today? October. I'm going to look at my calendar. 14. October 14, 2022. All right. They're giving Debbie Wilkinson. I, I'm just going to read the name to you on the thing. I'm not going to. Here's what they took from Debbie Wilkinson. An Apple iPhone a black Apple iPhone and a blue case. They took it. They took it on March 19th. On October 13th of 2022, over a year later, they're giving it back. But they've already lifted off of it anything that was on it. To Roy Casso, who's got a blistering lawsuit coming, I can tell you that. They gave back a Dell PC, an entire personal computer, which they held, the GPD, for over a year. And before they gave it back, stripped it of anything that was on it. They also gave back to Roy Kessel an Apple iMac, white keyboard, and mouse. Man makes a living with these things, okay? To Lauren Edwards, they gave back a Dell, a black Dell laptop. They also gave back a black Apple iPhone in a brown case. Isn't it wonderful that they they know the color of the phone, the color of the case? This is what really kind of got me. To Lauren Edwards, they also returned over a year later a Fitbit silver watch with a blue band. I've got a Fitbit on right now. It ain't got nothing on it. It can't have anything on it. But time, see what all we got here. Time, how many steps you've taken in your workout, how far you've gone in mileage, how many calories you burn up. Currently right now what my body temperature is. Currently what my heart rate is. Currently what my blood pressure is and my blood oxygen how far I've walked today since I've been up, how far I've run or cycled 
or mountain, um, all that kind of business, you know, going up hills. Hey, it took her Fitbit. How would you feel? I'm going to look over to chat somewhere and see if y'all are awake. You know, this ought to upset somebody out there. I can't believe it. You could have been sitting there, Jody. You could have been sitting in that office. A Fitbit silver watch with a blue band. They gave back to Debbie Wilkerson also a Dell Tower. And to John Thomas, they gave back a black Dell laptop. They gave back a Toshiba internal hard drive. They gave back memory cards with a USB drive and a white with a keychain. Internal hard drive and a cigarette. Boy, they must have been really looking at his stuff big time. Now, for these reasons, the state, by and through undersigned counsel, respectfully, oh boy, I love that word, request this court to enter an order directing the Gainesville Police Department to return the property seized by the Gainesville Police Department to following individuals, and I just mentioned them to you. It's amazing. The state respectfully requests this honorable court for an order authorizing and directing the release of physical evidence held by the Gainesville Police Department of the above-styled case. Omar Hechevaria, tent maker. I got one more document. You won't get these anywhere else. You might as well sit back and have a coffee. You won't get this news anywhere else. The Fitbit lasts about a week, Mark. One of the amazing things about it, um, the battery, as one of my friends calls it, doesn't call it a battery. He leaves out the E. The battery is just about down on this one. I had to charge about a week ago. One thing, much the, the, bat, the battery lasts a lot longer than it does on an Apple Watch. Now, there is a request by uh, Boss Hart and that crowd for the court to seal some documents that, quote, unquote, have sensitive information. Now, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if the court will do it. I don't know what information you'd be sensitive. But isn't this kind of interesting? You take from these other people I just mentioned, not only the material products, but you also take from them without their permission, all the contents of those products. Boss Hart, who it is alleged in one of the documents, paid for the investigation and sold it to Kramer as a valid 
investigation because GPD couldn't afford to pay for the investigation, which was supposedly going to produce these trade secrets, which apparently haven't been producible. Ballsheart wants their crap sealed. Huh? How's that work? How's that work? The other people don't get their stuff sealed. Why do you get your stuff sealed? Oh, we got sensitive things. Well, how the heck do you know that on these other pieces of equipment there weren't sensitive things? How do you know that on my phone I didn't have a, uh, a picture of whatever? How do you know that? You've already taken it, by the way. You know, when this is all said and done, my friends, when the last domino falls, I predict, I don't know for sure, that you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked. If you aren't, that too is a story. One way or another, this is very, very interesting. If the dominoes fall one way, get ready, hello, goodbye. There's going to be a lot. I can predict for you what they could be. I'm not going to do it now. And if they don't, then that too is a story. Now, these two documents quietly came out yesterday. Nobody much noticed it except we noticed these things. And we run herd on it. Thank you for those of you who, who uh, thank you for those of you who support us because uh, financially, because often we have to get, we got programs to try to get this information more expediently. Um, and we have also sometimes to pay for things. So um, those of you who are quietly financially supporting us very much appreciate it. And you generally from time to time get a thank you note from me. So the defendants who are boss hearted respectfully ask the court to designate the filings listed above as confidential and place those materials under seal. Well, I don't know. I have the numbers of the filings. I have the exhibits. I'd have to go back and look. Isn't that interesting? And I can tell you what they are. I think probably we'll post these two up. I think we'll post these things eventually on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board so you can take a look at them. They're public records. Um, there you go. There you go. Oh, just another day in Alachua County. Is it not just another day? A day of reckoning. Day of reckoning. Well, the day of reckoning really hasn't come yet in this. It's creeping out bit by bit. Ultimately, there will be a day of reckoning. The day of reckoning really here refers, it's a code word 
for the big January 6th announcements, which I may get time to get to today and I may not. But I may get into it a little bit. I just want you to let you know that there has been a lot of pressure, of course, against this guy who is a presidential candidate for the University of Florida. And the pressure in one form has come from the LGBTQWXYZ group. Well, I want you to know that uh, Washington Examiner Luke Gentile has picked up a story from the University of South Florida. The University of South Florida announced that it has created an LGBT, they stop there, based, are you ready for this? Athletic scholarship, they did this on Tuesday, this is Friday, as part of, are you ready for this? National Coming Out Day. National Coming Out Day. So this scholarship is designed to foster and inclusive atmosphere in the school's athletic department. I'm, you know, I, I just, I don't, I'm not making this up, okay? Now, a person named Brent Chambers, Brett, B-R-E-T-T, and his husband, okay, so we got a Brett, we can assume that's a male. And then we got a husband, we can assume that's a male. Committed $5,000 for the scholarship for each of the next five years. The scholarship seeks to bring visibility to an underrepresented group of students in the athletic arena. I think we had a couple that came out to try to make an NFL and didn't make it. That's not to say that there aren't gay guys in the NFL. Um, one, of, one of the guys that I knew pretty well, as I think I've told you, was Dave Copay. Uh, Dave Copay paid for the Redskins, and um, his buddy was Jerry Smith, if I remember correctly. And um, Dave Copay, whom I, I knew from Fort Lauderdale, um, and he went to Notre Dame, he, uh, played for the Redskins, I think, wrote a book called The Confessions of Dave Copay. He was gay in the NFL. And that was back in the that was back in the seventies. So there's nothing new about this. So this scholarship seeks to bring visibility, I don't know why, to an underrepresented group of students in the athletic arena. It will recognize and support an LGBTQ athlete or ally, ally, who will contribute to the promotion of LGBTQ diversity, equity, and in in sports. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. What can I say? I got about five minutes. probably take us up on money, but curiously enough, I, I was shocked when I saw it. And I've been reading a lot about this January 6th uh, committee. 
the two best analysis, analysis, analyses, I got to look that up. Professor needs to know how to do that. Um, oddly enough, are published in the New York Times, a screaming liberal rag, or so many, many people think. I couldn't believe it when I read it. Pretty fair and balanced. And I planned on going into it a little bit today, but I got carried away with the crazy thinking of how low can you go, bow tie po. I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. So I'll probably bring it up on Monday. Um, it deserves a little more treatment than I'm giving it right now. And the best two columns about it, crazy enough, are in the New York Times. Wow. John Dole's could content mean intellectual property. Um, intellectual property is kind of a catch-all phrase. Uh, just as trade secrets are a kind of a catch-all phrase. They never could produce, quote-unquote, trade secrets. Uh, most people in the real estate business think trade secrets is a, a goofball term. They've never heard of it before, and they don't know how it ever got into the minds of Gainesville Police Department, and particularly the minds of Brian Kramer. Remember now that this whole argument was taken to uh, uh, Bill Cervone, and he rejected it, said it's not a criminal matter. It's a civil argument over commissions. Somehow, some way, I think this will come out. Brian Kramer bought into it as a criminal matter. And that has cost innocent people an enormous, enormous amount of heartache and trouble that they never deserved. So when this all straightens out, it'd be very interesting to see which way the dominoes fall. Have a great weekend. Warthog Command Center out.